most people lead in a way that shows the belief that their era of leadership is the golden age for that organization. But that isn't the mark of great leadership. It's the mark of capable but ego-filled leadership. The mark of great leadership is that the organization is able to be better after you're gone, not better because you're gone, to continue to grow and develop after you're gone. So today we are in part three of our series, Better After You're Gone. Welcome. You're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us, taking time out of your busy day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. Uh, We'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Also share this with a friend on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, and rate and review or both on Apple Podcasts. A few extra minutes will absolutely help get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you visit leadinghope.online get updates find out more about the leading hope community today you said episode 190 new series better after you're gone the underminer no end of the series end of the series end of series got it yeah underminer got it so uh so this is what i'm gonna do so as we've tracked through this series on the better after you're gone not because you're gone better after you're gone, how organizations continue to grow. Uh, I wanna talk about the idea that like, uh, one of the most obvious things that contribute to organizations struggling after the strong leader has left is that the former leader continues to, or starts to undermine the current leader. Yeah. And just that sense of like, hey, I I wanna prep people for when they leave, what it looks like to engage with the organization in a healthy way. And there's kind of, I'll just say like, there's there's three levels to this in terms of degree of severity. And so like, I would say like the most severe is that the former leader proactively makes comments about the current leadership. They're willing to like speak on it, unprovoked, unasked. They're just making comments about current leadership. The like middle level in terms of severity is that the former leader is willing to engage in conversations about the current leadership. Okay. So they didn't initiate it. They're willing to engage. And the lowest level is that the former leader is willing to listen to the frustrations of others. Yeah. So there's that like lowest level, you're listening here. Middle level is you're willing to engage when asked. Top level, most severe level is you start the conversation on these pieces. And I don't know how to say this. Like, I really just want people to know like what's going on when they do each one of these. And that's good insight. And I want like, uh, I want to be clear on this. Cause like, I think the tendency is we have this conversation today is you're going to assume, or some might have the tendency to assume that I'm wrong because I'm being unempathetic. And how do I say I'm being unempathetic, but I'm not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> is it like, this is like the most callous thing I could possibly say. And I, I want to share it as like, what the difficulty of this is that when you leave an organization, you don't like, you don't really care about leaving the organization. You care about leaving the relationships. You care about leaving your friends. You care about leaving people who you've spent an enormous amount of time with. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't have like emotional ties to an organization. I have emotional ties to environments in which memories were created 
I have emotional ties to the people who were there, who are still there, who are in community together. So, so I just want to say like, I'm aware of the difficulty of what happens through this. And I've been in violation of some of these things, uh, accidentally and have learned this is what I've created when I've done this. Yeah. And so I just want to like, without getting into like, all right, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just give the empathy on the front end. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> like it's hard leaving. We get it. Like it's difficult. We've both had to do this. We understand like sometimes, and sometimes you leave a place that you really love to go to a place that you don't love nearly as much, especially at first. Right. And that's really hard. Okay. So now that, so now that we've acknowledged that, let's talk about what actually takes place. Okay. So first one, I want to deal with like the lowest level. You're the listening ear. Okay. You're the former leader you've left and you're willing to listen to the frustrations of others. Uh, you've got friends who are still there. The majority of your conversation for the entirety of your relationship has been about work. And so now you want to re-engage with your friends phone calls, meet up, whatever, something like that. So you want to re-engage with your friends and you don't know what to talk about other than work because that's being your entire relationship is talking about work. Yeah. And so, so I get that. Uh, people are going to struggle with the transition and some of them were more bought into you than they were the vision. And so part of your role there is to actually help them through the transition. So you're going to have people, whether they were like church wise, like, parishioners that's a weird term that i don't ever say no i've never really hear you say that. people part of the church who are more connected to you it's co-workers very churchy of you. yeah <laughs> co-workers <laughs> who were more connected to you than the vision and so naturally when you go they're going to want to reach out because they were more connected to you than the vision now if that's the majority of people that's just really poor leadership but it's going to be true of some like people are going to connect to a person before they connect to the culture, before they connect to the bigger thing. And some people are just still in process that hey, they haven't detached from you personally. And so I, I just wanna like, just be mindful of this, of you can help people through the transition as long as you don't have a need to be needed in those moments, okay? You can help them shift from, first off, cultures changing is just a reality that's gonna happen. Not everything is gonna be the same and it shouldn't be the same. Otherwise the organization is now stuck. And so you can help them through that transition as long as it is not your need to be needed that is primary in that. But I also want you to be aware, okay, when you're the listening ear, is that the people who you listen to the most will probably be on their way out, okay? The people, who you give the most attention to in your leaving, once you've left, the people who have stayed, who you give the most attention to will probably leave eventually. And just to say, is that what you want? Do you want it to be better after you're gone? Or do you want the message to be all the good people left, all the people close to me left because the next leader couldn't hack it? And I believe that if you want to be the organization to be better after you're gone, you're gonna make a deliberate effort to minimize your interaction in unhealthy ways and to spend all that interaction helping someone transition. So we found ourselves in this several times in which we have then put in the position of what was voiced as a complaint, which was meant as a compliment to us, then put us in position to help navigate purpose behind it. Yeah. Because I want, I want, anything that I've been a part of to continue to thrive. 
I don't need I don't need the ego trip of like all oh, the best days were with me. No. So does that make sense? That's, that's complete. Makes sense. I think the question there is, well, let's keep going. Okay, so that's no the question. That's the first one. Like listening ear. Just know the people who you give your ear to the most within that. And I'm not talking about like. Can I just say like, you're gonna have some like real friends that eclipsed work. Like you just didn't just talk about work. You talked about other stuff. Be friends. Like that's that's not a statement of like. I think some people, uh, especially have heard some pastors say this. Like we have to cut off all ties. I'm like well. If, if you did that, you weren't actually their friend to begin with. Yeah. Whatever. That's a much longer conversation for another, <laughs> another episode. Okay. Keep so, watching. So first level, first level, listening here. Second level, talking about this, willing to engage in conversations about current leadership. I just want to make you aware, okay, of what's taking place when you're not just a listening ear and not just responding with purpose and vision, but you're actually taking part in the conversation and you're engaging more fully in it. Uh, I want you to know, first off, that even though this could be accidental, that this is still unhelpful. Um, and this is, this is how it happens. And I was just say like, these are a couple times that I found myself caught in this, yep. uh, for a group of people for years, I found myself in a spot where they would ask a question about ministry or vision and purpose. And I would give my answer on vision, ministry, or purpose, or ask a question to lead them to a better answer. And that habitual response did not change the second that I left the organization. <laughs> and so even though I left, sometimes I would get those calls of like, hey, what's your thought about this? What do you think about this? And I would just immediately go, well, I think this. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized later on, oh my goodness, what I did, I just, just stepped into the leadership role. I don't have, I don't have the, like, I can, but I'm not helpful if I'm operating as a consultant without the permission of the senior leader to consult. Right. All I'm doing is cutting their legs out from under them. And so I just want to say like, hey, I get that habitual response may still be in you to go. They ask a question. I give an answer. They ask a question. I give a direction. But it is unhelpful always that if you're going to engage in conversations about the direction of the organization that you have left, it should always be with the senior leader. If you're gonna engage in those conversations, it should always either be with the senior leader or come with permission from the senior leader. And so like, could I just get, make it like real simple? A staff member calls you and says, hey, I got a question about this. You say, hey, let me think about it. I'll get back to you. You call the senior leader. Hey, I'm getting this question. Are you okay if I answer? I would answer it this direction just to give you a heads up. Now, if that senior leader is dumb, they're going to run to that <laughs> staff member and say, why are you calling so-and-so? Yeah. Which is what we're going to get to on the next level. And that's going to get all kinds of interesting. But if they're really smart, they're going to be aware and they're going to learn the ways in which they're not giving clarity and ways in which, hey, they could use some helpful feedback on those pieces and some clarity on the process. Okay. So that's what's taking place. I get how it's accidental when you're willing to engage in conversations. Now, the highest level, you are proactively making comments about senior leadership, even when that hasn't been sought out. You're not just listening here. You're not just in a conversation. You are instigating the conversation. 
Yep. And this is what this is what most people say. They want to give like a that should never happen. That is wrong. That is incorrect. Which is like really noble and naive because it's completely inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> and I know people want to go under no circumstances should the former leader make a comment about the current leadership. And you should but it's only like this one really small case in which that should actually take place. And here's what it is. The only reason you should proactively make comments is if it's clear that the organization would be better firing the current leader and finding a new one than living with the current leader. I know some people are, you're going to hear that and you're just going to be like absolutely horrified. You're going to be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe. But that's the, that's the reality is to say the only time that you should proactively be making comments is if you're convinced and you have, I would th throw in a thousand other things of data, background, examples, whatever stuff that like the only way for the organization to actually thrive into the future in all the chaos that is created if a leader gets removed, okay? That the only way is if the current leader is removed and they're able to find a new leader. And so I believe sometimes this, like this is a like barely should ever happen extreme cases but here's my point in saying it like this if you speak out for any other purpose other than the removal of the leader one of two scenarios are going to happen and it's probably both one you've cut the leader's legs out from under them so if they remain in that leadership position they're no longer able to lead effectively two you have minimized your influence i, I minimized is too light of a term. You have decimated your influence with anyone who is still in support of that leader. And now the organization is in a far worse spot because they might have an incompetent leader and they're now also gonna be completely divided on how they believe about that. And so I just wanna say, if you're going to speak out, okay, it, it better be to remove and you better be right and it better actually happen. Otherwise, you have alienated yourself and you have decimated your influence and you've cut the current leader's legs out from under them. So even if they were leading in a wrong direction, now it's completely stuck, which is honestly worse. And I know that may like sound like a little strange to people to go like, really? We're going to say that? Yeah. But I want you to know that because uh, it should only happen then, which means any other time you would proactively speak out should absolutely never happen. It should be in a most extreme case and only then that you would speak out. Yeah. And and just to be clear, you're saying that when you speak out, it's it would be in a negative context. Yes. Anything else should be a positive encouragement or reaffirmation of the the right place. Thank you. Um thank you for clarifying the, that. The question I think becomes, and this is what everyone, I mean, there's a lot of people listening right now, wanna know who is that person that you thought should be fired? <laughs> no one. I mean no, no one. one. You've never, so you've never spoke out on someone because you think everyone's perfectly fit for the job that they're currently in. Uh, no, I think, uh, well, it, I'm giving this in the context of someone who's followed me in leadership. Very good. So that no one who has followed me in leadership, have, have I even had a hint of going, oh, they should not be doing this. Right. Great. And that, that makes, that makes complete sense. And that helps for context for this podcast, because a lot of people that are listening may not be in positions at the highest level that someone is following them. How can you break this down for context for someone that is leaving a 
another position. It's not the top. I mean, oh, that's a great statement. But uh, but but you know maybe they're the the head of a a department in the organization. Same context applies. Yeah. I would assume, right? I mean, it may yes. not be at the same level, but we're not talking much different in the way they actually treat those. But folks. It's like it's such a weird thing because say like if you're gonna speak out negatively, even if you're right, even if you're accurate. Like, look at what you've created from your words. Yeah. Like, you have ticked everyone off who likes them. You have hurt their credibility. You have damaged your credibility. You have divided the organization that you gave a season of your life to. Right. And so it's just like one of those things when people flippantly criticize. And I, I would add in there is that for the most time that they criticize, they don't have near the amount of information that is needed Never. to actually make a statement. No. They haven't done their research. They haven't done their work. They haven't talked to other sources outside of the people who were already their friends who are naturally going to be more loyal to begin with. So like I'm saying within this, I'm saying like these should be extreme cases yeah. and only for this reason would be the possible reason why it's even remotely effective. Yeah. And even then, you've got to, like, really question your judgment to go, am I really that smart that I know they should be removed? I think that's the power of that statement is generally when we have those types of uh, thoughts or, or we have that kind of a message to someone, it's conjecture, it's opinion. It's really, you didn't do a poll of 50 people within the organization and gather data exactly. to come up with your thesis. Yeah, and could I, could I add just in here to say, like, uh, when a leader gets removed— uh, not only were the circumstances bad, but the battle ahead of them is oftentimes even harder than what they're currently in. Absolutely. And so to say, like, the if a leader can resign who's a poor leader, if they can leave of their own will, if they can move to another transition. But, like, when a senior leader gets fired, it creates a massive ripple effect that is just, like, culturally unbelievably hard to overcome. Um yeah, for sure. We're, we don't have a ton of time left, but I do have one question I want to get to. And I think it goes to back what you said almost at the beginning of this podcast, which was people are more attached to the to the person, the leader, yeah. before they're ever attached to the mission or the vision that the leader is actually trying to in, in, in initiate. Yep. Um, which we've been talking about all the negative effects here. Let's just talk about one positive. The the leader in that case, when they leave, their whole job is to detach themselves from the personal to get those folks to move into the purpose, the yep. mission. Yep. What are things that you know that, that, that work? Because I know you use the word, sometimes you said maybe unhealthy ways, but what are some things that you know yeah. that you can maintain a relationship and a friendship with someone, uh, but still detach yourself from their place in your life as a leader and just a friend yeah well i would say it is like you cannot detach from your role as a leader and move to a friend if you weren't already friends okay that's good so that's i'll just say note. it is like you note. may miss working together it's good note but if you guys weren't like hanging out on the weekends not talking about work if you didn't have hobbies together yeah you're not going to develop them now gotcha <laughs> that's not the time to develop yep. that that's good uh then the other thing is you said um that uh, proactive, uh, the, the thing you said was that people <laughs> uh, have to have uh, a way to speak only, uh, I don't know how to ask this question. This is a tough one. Um, when people leave, yeah, what's their mindset should be about the organization when they leave? What's that mindset? Oh, that's great. I'll just say it as like, it's gonna change. 
It's going to change in ways that I couldn't see and don't like. My ultimate role is to ensure its future success. And I do little to ensure its future success by undermining in any way possible. That's great. That's good stuff. All right, that's it for this episode. You you have a closing question? Action steps, real quickly. Ah, here we go. We so asked I want to give it. you the the quickest way to ensure that you are the golden age and it doesn't get any better after you're gone is to undermine current leadership, and it happens in way more ways than we think. So just to ask yourself in this, of those three levels, what could you be accused of? <laughs> what what might you be in violation of, and what can you do now to not prop up your ego or your reputation? What can you do now to ensure the future success of the current leadership and not your own success? Episode 190, The Underminer. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, mean the world to us if you did that now. Also post about it, rate and review, or both. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you who are trying to get better just like us. We love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life or business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online and send that to us. We would love to hear from you. And remember, everyone, everyone. has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count. Woo.